Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga, with player picks as out of the blue as a Boetius 23-point haul, fantasy advice as top draw as a Sabiri strike, and pundits who were both aggrieved by handball decisions last weekend. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Episode 9, and joining me as ever, it is the fantasy Fußball got himself, Flo. Flo, your mystic ball was definitely on point with some of your match day nine predictions but to start today's show off I've got a listener question for you straight off the bat it's from at Marie Shubo and she asks what are your thoughts on Rashica to Schalke transfer rumours would it be a good fit yeah I think Rashica would be a good fit in most teams but I don't think that it's very likely in my opinion uh, if Rashica is going on playing like he is uh, I don't think Schalke is a club that can afford him just Plain and simple. I, I think he will okay, be north of 50 million. Or, or at least I, I def- that's definitely what I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah you can imagine. I mean, yeah. Brim paid double-digit figures for him as he was really raw. I mean, he's he's just clicking on all cylinders basically since the start of the Regronda. And yeah. I think even maybe he would be like uh, a candidate to replace Jaden Sancho if he's going to leave Dortmund. So I, I don't think it's very likely that Schalke can land him. And on the other hand, I think he's a bit similar to what Benito Rahman can do. So I'm I'm not 100% sure that it would be a good idea even if he wasn't in, in a price category that's uh, above Schalke's head. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought I would get your insights onto it as a Bremen fan, a unique perspective potentially out there. But I do agree with you. I think he's almost using Bremen as the stepping stone to a big club. He doesn't then need to take another step in between with Schalke, I think is the way his trajectory is going. So I would agree with you on that. But okay, let's crack on with some listener questions that do have to do with Bundesliga fantasy. And the first is from at Ignatius Brian L1. He's got a three-part question flow, the first of which is with Brzezinski or William, which should he get out and who's the best replacement? I would sell Brzezinski because of the matchup at Leipzig. And I think Wolfsburg has a better shot of doing something in Dortmund than uh, Mainz has at Leipzig. Wolfsburg looked horrible in the cup, but um, this is another game. William is a pretty safe choice, in my opinion. And I would replace Brozinski with Gieselmann of Fortuna Düsseldorf, 8.5 million. So he's around the price tag that Brozinski is. Really good playing uh, of late Gieselmann and the matchup against Cologne is also a good one. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Brzezinski's coming out of my squad this weekend and Wolfsburg do have at least the potential to make it a gritty game against Dortmund. A second part of his question, flow. he asks, is Robert Andrich a good budget option? I think it could be a decent option, yes, but I personally rather go with Laszlo Benes if he isn't already in your squad because he's a long-term solution and Andrich is a, is a short-term punt. Oh, that's my opinion. And maybe uh, you could even look at Lucas Rupp. He's 3.5 million of Hoffenheim. You'll know if he's going to start against Paderborn and if he's in the starting lineup. Uh, I think he's one of the best budget options just because of the certainty that he'll be in the starting lineup against a conceivable bad opponent. Yeah, and don't forget as well, Hoffenheim with 
back-to-back Friday night fixtures, which does definitely give Rupp an edge. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a budded option and you need flexibility, Rupp does offer an alternative, but Andrik isn't a bad way to go if you do need that flexibility. Last part of Brian's question, Flo, he asked for the best Gladbach fantasy option. I think price considered, it has to be Laszlo Benes and his set pieces are so on point that gives him, I think, a very safe floor regarding his uh, fantasy output. The other player I would think about, not necessarily this week because they're playing at Leverkusen, I just think there are better ways to go. If you want to invest in players, uh, I wouldn't buy any club of player for this week. But the ones I like the most is uh, Stefan Leiner, 11.5 million, really consistent on the pitch and in a fantasy sense. Uh, I think he's a decent choice. And up front, Marcus Turam is basically the last man standing in the Gladbach attack. And that definitely makes him viable. And uh, he, he's finding his scoring ways of late. So definitely for his price tag, a good option. Just not love it this weekend. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. I was looking at Gladbach as a side that I did want to invest in, but I was the question was whether to invest a week early with what I think are three reasonably good fixtures after that. I mean, they're at home to Bremen, but that's a standalone fixture, which I do enjoy. Then they've got Union away, Freiburg at home. So yeah, I agree with you. The other thing I'm keeping a close eye on with Gladbach is Lars Stindl and how he returns to form when he's back in the starting lineup on a regular basis. Because 11.3 million for a player that ultimately, you know, was valued last season above 50 million and probably warranted it as well with some of his performances is definitely worth keeping an eye on. Okay, let's move on to the next question. It's from at Hafid FW. He asked for the best replacement for Derida and Folland flow. I'm in the same boat concerning uh, Derida because I also got in in my squad and unfortunately yellow red card. He shouldn't actually gotten that because the first yellow was a joke. It was actually uh, a foul by uh, Skjelbred, but yeah, somehow the, the referee got that mixed up. Um, there we go. We have to replace the reader because of a fault judgment of the referee. That's uh, how life is sometimes. I would go Arid uh, if he's not already in your squad. I think that would be the way to go if you want to have a Berlin player. I think Marius Wolf, he's a bit more expensive than Darida, but with 8.5 million still quite affordable would be the way to go. And for Folland is Kramaric for me by wide margin up front. Friday night game against Paderborn. Next week, Friday night game at Cologne. I don't see any way that Kramaric isn't coming into my squad this week. Yeah, on that point, I couldn't agree more, Flo. <laughs> he said, first, first change I made this week was Vekost out, especially after his disappointing performance. Let's talk about another striker, though, because Hafid wants to know, is Sargent still a good option with a Sarko back? I don't think so, no. I wouldn't bank on him. He might get a start, this week against Freiburg, but I'm not 100% sure. Kofeld said that basically Ozaku can choose if he wants to play uh, in the starting lineup or, or come on as a substitute. Uh, it's depending on how uh, Ozaku feels. So he's definitely hasn't lost his place in, in, in Bremen's starting lineup uh, due to his injury. Sargent or Bittencourt, one of these two has to go. And at the moment, a kicker is predicting Sargent my gut feeling might actually tell me that maybe it's Bittencourt uh, just because Sargent is a more physical striker and I expect Bremen 
to have uh, a lot of the ball and maybe you want someone who can actually be at the end of uh, one of uh, uh, a cross or, or something like that. So uh, I think Sajan might still get a start, but I don't believe he'll get like 90 minutes and uh, moving forward. I, I think it will be tougher for Sajan to get a lot of playing time. Yeah, I mean, his form's been good. Lots of involvement in goals um, and in the cup as well. But yes, I would agree with you, Flo. I think even at that price tag, he's just not that attractive, especially with Yuya being back in contention, potentially. The last part of Hafid's question is he's asking for the best option from Leipzig. Savica and Werner. I mean, it's very boring, but at the moment, I think it's hard to lean on any other player out of Leipzig apart from these two. Yep, I think we will talk about that a little bit later as well, but that's a good start to the answer. Uh, moving on to the next question then, it's from at Korosh for you. He asks, Kadrzebek or Okchipka? I think uh, both players are very good options. Okchipka is more, I think, a long-term solution. I think you can basically plug him in more or less every week. But on the other hand, Kadrzebek now has two Friday games ahead of him against Paderborn and Cologne which is very nice. So Ochipka is a safer pick, but Kadarabek, I mean, he's he's a goal threat. So, And if he scores on a Friday evening, you're, you're off to a very good start to your fantasy weekend. And that's why I probably would prefer Kadarabek with the two Friday uh, matches ahead. Yeah, defensive options are definitely proving to be the most volatile this season in the fantasy game. And so Flo's right, if you can get off to a good start on a Friday night with a player like Hadajabek, then I think it's definitely a worthwhile investment. Okay, uh, next part of his question. He says he's worried about Amiri and Sabitzer in terms of their playing time and given the fact that they're playing at the same time and should be subbed around the 70th minute. How do you feel about that, Flo? Yeah, I'm worried for Amiri as well. I have him in my squad. I'm afraid that he will be benched, not not just sub, but straight out um, benched because uh, Havertz is back and Alario, I think, made his claim very convincingly that he should be in the starting lineup. And then Peter Bosch has to shuffle something around. So I'm not sure about that. With Servica, I suspect that as long as the matches are close, he's pretty safe because he is by far the best midfielder of Leipzig so far this season. And I wouldn't worry too much about him. So uh, he's definitely staying in my squad. But Amiri is a selling candidate for me as well. Although his his raw st statistics with his shot involvement, if he's on the pitch, is, is, is always quite good. Yeah, that's it. He's got a massive upside, Nadim Amiri. But we have seen in the last couple of games, it's not always as prevalent. Now, he would be on the chopping block for me. I've actually just got three bigger priorities in terms of transfers, so I don't think I'm going to be able to get rid of him. So I'm going to have to ride it out with Amiri this week. But as Flo says, if he is involved, or at least features, then the chances are he will be involved in shots on goal, hopefully. Two more questions then for part one. The first is from at Prof 95 He says, if this season isn't going according to plan, Flo, how many points can you hope to make up from here on out? 100, 150 or more? And what's your strategy when you feel like you have fallen behind this is a very important question you know we're just coming up to the 10th match day about to break into double digits and people are already feeling a little forlorn out there seemingly yeah i agree but i think everything you lost basically on ground until now 
you would be able to make up for if you make the right decisions or have luck with your decision. I think sometimes you make the right decision and they just don't pay off. And my strategy, if you're behind and want to make up ground, is not to panic after nine match days. Don't buy bad players just because no one else has them. Uh, sometimes it's for a reason that no one else is buying a certain player. Just maybe you want to think, for instance, don't get rid of Lewandowski just because everyone has Lewandowski. That I, I don't think that uh, it will pay off this uh, this year. But if there are certain players you like around the same, then maybe go for the guy who is in lesser other squads. So that would that would basically be my advice. Don't panic. Make good decisions with your transfers and take a look at uh, the squads of the guys you want to uh, overtake and then think about players that are not in this squad who can outscore the players that are on the squad from your opponents. Yeah, I mean, spot on. I don't think there's really too much more that I can add. Star men, though, I will say, are important. I think those can be a huge points differential in terms of just gaining ground if you can make the right decision compared to the people that you're going up against then that can be a significant difference over the course of several game weeks if you've got it on point so do try and be careful with your star men choices but maybe every now and again throw a risk in there as well like i'm always going to be an advocate for taking a little gamble especially if you're behind it makes the game more interesting in my in my eyes but let's talk about more about star men because we've got another general question flow that i thought was important to include in today's show and it's from at timmy underscore G-E-R. He asks, why do I, with absolute no failure, keep picking the wrong star man? What do I need to consider before making my choices? The first thing I, w- I want to emphasize this is that you can change your star man during the weekend. So I'm not 100% sure if everyone knows that. So I think every time we talk about star man, is, I think it's worth uh, emphasizing it. That's a big advantage you don't have to choose your star man before the weekend first take a a player on a friday match then one of a saturday afternoon match and so forth i think that's the way to go and then i'd probably go match up over player name when considering my star man so i'd rather have like if gieselman would be uh, playing Saturday afternoon, I might even consider him over a big name defender just because I think Gieselmann's matchup is is uh, better. He's a set piece taker for Düsseldorf against Cologne. I think uh, Düsseldorf will probably have a few set pieces in good situations against Cologne. So that's definitely something I, I would take into consideration. And uh, apart from that, you might actually just look at the game logs of the players and you you see that like if a player has 100 points, he can get there by basically scoring 11 points every match day or he can have two points on the one match day and 20 on the next. So uh, know which kind of player uh, you have and maybe... Uh, if you want to play it safe, uh, give the, the consistent guy the stamina status. 
Yeah, I think those are all very valid points. And you're right, it's always worth reiterating that there is flexibility in this game and you can change your star man throughout the weekend because it's such a key point. And the fact is you can recover from a bad situation if you've picked a bad star man and they haven't performed. And if you've got someone in your back pocket that you could throw it on. Sometimes you even get surprised, you know, and someone like Noah Katterbach ends up being your highest scoring defender and you luckily star manned him because you had no other options. That happened to me a couple of weeks ago. So it's very, very important to take that into consideration. And I I'm with Flo as well. Matchup over star name, 100%. Okay, that rounds out part one of today's show. We'll be back in part two to take a look through the match day 10 fixture list. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball. Time for a rundown of the upcoming matches, starting with that Friday night game. Hoffenheim against Paderborn. It's been mentioned a couple of times already in the show because a lot of people eyeing up Hoffenheim assets as a way to go, but let's not rule out Paderborn. We'll come to that in just a sec. In terms of team news, Sebastian Rudy is a doubt with a back problem. Meanwhile, Bebu is expected to start. A Hoffenheim 2-0 winners in midweek in the cup against MSV Duisburg. Now for Paderborn, Gazula is suspended and Sean Lau is out after injuring his nose. They were on the end of a 1-0 loss to Leverkusen in the Cup. Now, Hoffenheim are the only team in the Bundesliga to have won their last three league games flow, scoring at least two goals in each of them. You've mentioned, you know, the Kaderjebek, Kramerich conundrum in terms of there doesn't seem to be many other options to go. I know you mentioned Lucas Rupp. So is he the one you're looking to if there was a differential to kind of surprise in the starting lineup? Would he be the one you'd like to see? Yeah, just because of his price tag. And we see very good fantasy performances from him in the past. So we know he's capable uh, of being involved in the attack and play. The other guy I would look at if he, for some reason, would be in the starting lineup is Christoph Baumgartner, 6.4 million. And also, I mean, basically out of the blue, uh, Alfred Schroeder uh, changed his formation back to a three-man back line at Berlin, which meant that that Posh came off because there were uh, no right back in that sense. So Katarabek played the right winger in the uh, 3-5-2 formation. And if Hoffenheim is changing it back, I think Posh is also uh, a viable option because if he plays as a right back. Yeah, I think that's the key point with him, isn't it? It's where exactly he lines up on the pitch. Now, I, I don't think there's a differential I'm really looking to come into the starting lineup, surprisingly, but I will be honest. I brought in Kadrzebek into my squad last week, and I just wondered what your thoughts were on someone like Benjamin Hubner. If someone was looking for a differential in the Hoffenheim lineup, maybe in the back line, you've got Kadrzebek. Did Hubner kind of grab your interest at all after his, his goal last weekend? Yeah, you know, I don't like to bank on, on goals by uh, centre-backs. Just not how I play the game. Because basically... But we did I mean, we did see that Hubner could be, you know, a bit of a fancy powerhouse. Yeah. But are you saying that that was only when challenges won were a big thing? That were back those days, James, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the good old days, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. And that was on the back of challenges one you could make an argument for him because I mean the clean sheet is not out of the question if you're hosting Palabon uh, I think it's fair to say and if he then gets like two shots on goal after set pieces you're basically there I I just don't like to bank on that because it's like the predictability uh, of uh, shots at goal after set pieces is just such such a crapshoot, I think. And that's why I personally would 
look elsewhere, but we know that it can pay off if you like guess right and Hübner scores another goal after a set piece and then then you you have a high scoring player that no one else has yeah that's that's the advantage of that but I personally don't like that no I mean I agree with you you know corners free kicks uh, it can fall to anyone I think your odds are better with a guy like Benjamin Hübner because he's a guy that loves to attack the ball but I do think that there are wiser options I just wanted to get Flo's thoughts on that I did want to talk about Paderborn though Flo because after their first win in the Bundesliga since their return I just wanted to know if any of their players had piqued your interest especially given the fact that they've got Augsburg at home next weekend Yeah, let's just first say, did anyone predict that that Paderborn would win that game? Yeah, yeah I, thought, <laughs> I thought there might be some smugness involved in this, this discussion. But yes, uh, you did. Uh, it wasn't, the, as I say, it wasn't the only prediction you got right either. No, but this was the one that, yeah, we definitely, I when I saw the scoreline, I went, oh, Flo's going to be so happy about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm definitely interested in Paderborn, just not this game. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity to, Uh, actually watch how they play. I mean, Sabiri, that was a great goal. I think Sabiri and Proga are really interesting choices uh, going forward. But I wouldn't go that this match day would seem unnecessary, in my opinion, to go Paderborn. Uh, if you want a cheaper midfielder, I, I rather go with Geiger of Hoffenheim than any of the Paderborn guys. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I, I mean, for me, one good performance, one good win, one good fantasy outing isn't enough to convince me that Paderborn are a market that's worth investing in. But I thought we've got to play devil's advocate on the show and get both sides of the story. Let's move on to the Saturday afternoon games then. Uh, and we'll start with Dortmund against Wolfsburg. Now for Dortmund, Berkey did train, but Hummels and Royce didn't. Meanwhile, Paco Alcacer's return is a possibility. They were 2-1 winners against Gladbach in midweek with Julian Brandt getting a late brace to turn the game around. For Wolfsburg, they can't really afford to rotate too heavily considering the fact they lost 6-1 in the cup to Leipzig. There are also questions as to whether Stefan may be preferred to Roussillon at left wing back given maybe just a little more tactical discipline comes into the Swiss players game. Now, Although Stefan did play in the cup so I think that's definitely a minus I, ooh, for Stefan. It could be yeah, no I accept it could be. Um, I just I just wonder whether Glasner will look at Roussillon and, and think Stefan's just a little more reliable, especially against Dortmund's front line. But hey, that's a discussion for a completely another podcast. Now, in terms of stats, uh, Borussia have scored in each of their last 29 Bundesliga home games. The last time they didn't score was a goalless draw against Wolfsburg in January 2018. So Flo, if you're picking a player from this game, who are you going for? Actually, it would be Jaden Sancho probably, but that's a bit boring. And that's why I'm going with William, 12.9 million. I wouldn't buy him for this week. I just think many guys probably are thinking about selling him. And I think William's back to being one of the best fantasy options out there. And I wouldn't move him uh, out of my squad just because they're playing at Dortmund. And Dortmund has trouble and issues scoring. And that might be a tough game for Dortmund as well. I mean, uh, Williams' fantasy, on average, he got 15 points out of the last five games. That's unbelievable. So that's why I think you can stick with him and 
feel quite decent about it. And he wouldn't be a priority for me to sell. And that's why I want to bring him up. No, I think it's a very worthwhile point to make, given the statistics that you had there to back it up in terms of his return. And he's definitely in a fantastic run of form. I was just actually, while you were talking, looking at Wolfsburg's fixtures. I mean, Dortmund, Leverkusen, Frankfurt, Bremen, Freiburg are their next five. So not exactly the easiest run. But what we are seeing from William, what we were hoping to see from Roussillon is that he can pick up points even in bad performances. And I mean, it's worth noting as well, Wolfsburg conceded six goals in the cup in midweek, which is more than they've conceded in the Bundesliga all season. They've only conceded five all season. So as I mentioned earlier, they are more than capable of making this a very gritty game against Dortmund. And that actually, I don't think, will be very good for fantasy owners. So William, definitely not the unwisest pick there because he loves a gritty game, does the Brazilian. Let's move on then. Leipzig against Mainz. For Leipzig, rotation is expected. Orban did come off early in the cup and there's a doubt for this weekend. As we've just mentioned, they won 6-1 against Wolfsburg. For Mainz, uh, Nyakate is suspended. Otherwise, there are no changes expected. They were one of the few Bundesliga sides who weren't in DFB Cup action Mainz. Now, Werner has had a hand in 11 of Leipzig's 15 Bundesliga goals against Mainz flow, netting seven himself and providing four assists. So is he the man that you would turn to this weekend? Yeah, he is. I mean, it's not very creative, but Timo Werner is the only striker... Uh, who's not already in my squad and named Robert Lewandowski, who's giving Krararic a run for his money this weekend in my like on my shopping list? Yeah, no, I would. I completely understand why. And if I could make two changes up front and I had enough money, then I would be bringing in both of them. So I think Timo Werner. I mean, he was in really good form in midweek in the cup against Wolfsburg as well, and so I think he could continue that little bit of a hot streak now that he's got his confidence back. Let's move on then. Leverkusen against Gladbach. For Leverkusen, Lars Bender is out. Uh, that does mean that Panagiotis Retsos is in contention. Uh, he made his first appearance in a long time where he said he was pain-free in the cup. Meanwhile, Vendel is also a maybe. Leverkusen won their winners against Paderborn. Gladbach, as we mentioned, lost to Dortmund, but they did have Ginter Troyori and Strobel back in the squad in midweek, which is good news for them. Uh, one player we're talking about is Marcus Turam. Uh, he's got four goals and three assists over the last five match days, which is more than any other player in that time. But flow for this local derby, who would you be looking to bring into your squad? I'm going with uh, Karim Bellarabi, 11.6 million. He seems to be back in the starting 11 of Leverkusen for good. And we know what he does. He's just running around the, the flanks, uh, hitting a lot of shots, like doing an insane amount of crossing. Most of them are uh, not reaching one of uh, his colleagues, but at least some of them are. And then you get some fantasy uh, returns. And I think the price tag of 11.6 million is pretty good. And I would feel much safer with Bellarabi starting than Amiri at the moment. And I mean, even given form and the fact they're league leaders, like you, you're not backing Gladbach here. Yeah, I, I think Gladbach is one of these teams that they are performing well in the Bundesliga. But in a fantasy sense, it's hard for me to get behind them. Turam is, uh, like I said before, an interesting option, but he's a striker. And this weekend, I think with Kramaric and Werner having like lovely fixtures uh, ahead of them, uh, there's no need to look at the uh, to, to play them. Banish is a great fantasy option and a budget option. 
we mentioned it so often. That's why uh, my pick went to Bellarabia. I, I think Benish is still a really good fantasy option. I just wouldn't bring him in for this match day. And with Bellarabi, I think he isn't really high on my shopping list because I think this fixture is hard for both clubs actually and it, it can swing either way and if I want to bring if I bring in players it's usually guys that are where I've got a clear feeling how the game they are involved in will shape out no I just wanted to get your thoughts there because it is one of those I think a lot of people that maybe can't or aren't as fortunate to watch as much of the Bundesliga as we do on a weekly basis flow, may look at Gladbach and think, oh, league leaders, great fantasy options. But I thought it was worth getting some wise words of caution from you there, especially for this weekend. OK, moving on to the next game, Frankfurt against Bayern. Another tough one to call. Kostic is a Wackel candidate, which is one of my favourite German words, so I just had to get it in there. It basically means that he's a doubt for this weekend because he picked up a bit of a knee injury. There's also a debate as to whether it will be So or Kamada in midfield. Field. And meanwhile, there's also the debate as to whether it's going to be Dos Paciencia or Silver or which combination of the three will start. Frankfurt were 2-1 winners in the cup against St. Pauli. Bayern, meanwhile, were also 2-1 winners against Bochum. But after what was a very weak performance from them, there's a good chance that Kovac will be demanding a response. So I think we can expect the strongest starting eleven. Now, Frankfurt are the Bundesliga's form team at home. They've got three wins and two draws. And they are actually one of only three current top flight clubs that have a historically positive record. Record at home to Bayern. 18 wins, 16 draws, 14 losses. Who are you going for though, Flo? Nah, that's a tough one. I mean, Lewandowski is in your squad. That's a given. And I think in midfield, you have to choose between Coutinho and Serge Gnabry. And I actually would lean Gnabry because he's such in, in such a great form right now. He's just scoring goals for fun. And I think he's the most likely outside of Lewandowski to to score at Frankfurt. As a whole, I think Frankfurt has a good shot of at least getting a draw here against Munich because what I saw of, of Bayern and the Cup, I mean, the performance was bad, but that's not really the issue I have with the Bayern game. I think they don't seem to be a good team and that's a problem uh, if you're facing a squad like Frankfurt. Uh, I mean, after Davis scored his own goal, there were no consolation of his colleagues on on, on the pitch. And, my, and he's like 18 or 19 and no one went to him and said, no, it's, it's all right, we, we make up for that. Not even Manuel Neuer, and he was basically three meters away from him. So there was a situation where Lewandowski was screaming and shouting with Serge Gnabry basically for no reason. And I just got the feeling that this is a bit falling apart in Munich. They've got the Müller issue and like there's so much unrest in that squad. That I think it's very hard for them to get a good performance. And that makes it really, really tough for for Kovac to actually get something out of his squad. 
Yeah, no, I think, uh, well, a damning damning indictment there from me, Flo, but a very accurate one, in my opinion, as well. I think, I really think Bayern are there for the taking, especially on foreign soil in Frankfurt. I, I, I remember, you know, the performance Frankfurt put in, especially in the opening, let's say, half an hour against Leverkusen, where they just blew Bayern Ulfier away. And, I mean, uh, uh, the problem with that is I'd love them to put in a similar performance, but one of the lead actors in that whole thing was Philip Kostic and his battle with Mitchell Weiser, which really just swung the game in Frankfurt's favour and so if he's going to be a doubt that doesn't bode well but yeah I do agree with your points about the team unity being a factor in this game let's move on to the final 3.30 kickoff then it's Bremen against Freiburg now Osako is an option for the first 11 meanwhile Gross is a doubt Bremen were 4-1 winners against Heidenheim in midweek in the cup Freiburg meanwhile they got knocked out they lost 3-1 to Union Berlin for Freiburg, Höfler and Waldschmidt are out. Meanwhile, there's talk about whether Lukas Höhler will return to the starting lineup in place of Schalai. Werder are without a win in five league games, but have drawn each of their last four. However, they've never gone more than five Bundesliga matches in a row without picking up three points under Florian Kohlfeldt. So Flo, how are you feeling ahead of this one? Freiburg beat Leipzig in the Bundesliga, lost to Union in the Cup. Yeah. Who would you who would you back in this one? Yeah, I'm always backing Milod Rashica. That's just <laughs> twelve point five million. I think he's he's also he's a great uh, choice up front. Just because of the next match being at Mönchengladbach, I would be a bit timid to actually bring him in. But but I've got the, I mean, the cup match of Bremen was very, very good for the first 25 minutes. They were uh, funneled up by then. And then it was basically just passing the, the ball around and, yeah, getting uh, to, to the final whistle uh, without injuring uh, anyone. And that did work out fine. I think they're in, in, in good form, actually. And, uh, if you want to go differential, uh, I think you can look at uh, Davy Klaassen uh, for 12 million. Scored again in the cup, scored last week at Leverkusen. But that's not what's leading me to him. His performance in the cup was brilliant. He was one of the better Bremen players at Leverkusen as well. I think he's now starting to really click and showing that what I expected from him to do since he arrived at Bremen. You had always a feeling that something's missing from his game, and I see. I think we we see the best class since he arrived at Bremen right now. I mean, his price tag is quite elevated, but uh, he's definitely a guy who's not in many other uh, squads, and uh, he can have the next big game against Freiburg. I think, but Rashica is definitely the safest and a really good option. Only problem is he's a striker and that makes it tough uh, to roster him. Yeah, I, I mean, like I like the Klaassen pick as well. Of course, it's always worth mentioning that he does take penalties, which definitely works in his favour as well. But I do think we may see Rashica. I'm just, uh, what I, I think with Rashica, what I'm waiting for flow is him to hit a purple patch like we saw last season where he just goes on a run of games where he's heavily involved in goals right now we're seeing him pop up here and there but nothing really consistently the same way we were able to rely on him last season so I'd like to see him do that but until he does I definitely well, I just don't think I'll be bringing him into my squad anytime soon for that reason let's talk about the Saturday evening fixture it's a big one it's a historical one the first ever Berlin derby in the Bundesliga between Union and Hertha 
Hertha Berlin. Now for Union, Paranson is out, but they may still stick with a three-man backline that served them so well in the cup in that 3-1 win against Freiburg that we mentioned. Hertha, meanwhile, they actually got taken to penalties by Dresden. They won 5-4 on penalties after a 3 all draw over the course of 120 minutes. For Hertha, Derrida is out. He's expected to be replaced by Duda based on that suspension that we mentioned earlier. A couple of players to mention, Sebastian Anderson and Marius Bulter. Uh, together, they've scored two-thirds of Union's nine goals in the Bundesliga this campaign. Meanwhile, for Hertha, Dodi Lukabakio, he's had a hand in a goal in each of his last four league outings, scoring twice and providing a further two assists. So Flo, people looking for flexibility this weekend. Is the Berlin derby between Union and Hertha worth investing in? Yeah, I think there are definitely some interesting options, but I wouldn't go overboard. And I don't think it's the best matchup for both clubs, actually, because there's just a lot at stake at that game. And I don't think it, it will be an attacking kind of game. I think it might be more a physical, slower, uh, actually could be a boring game. Don't say that because I'm commentating it this weekend, so I don't want it to be a boring game. But I do agree with you. I think it's more likely we'll see one of these teams win 1-0 than we will, you know, a six-goal, seven-goal thriller. Yeah. But on that note, because this is a good game for budget options, who would you be looking at if you were not to go overboard, but maybe bring one or two in? I think Christopher Lenz, two million, still a really good option. And after that match against Hertha, they're playing Mainz next match day so you actually can stick with him for a little longer if you choose to go with him on the Berlin side of the ball Marius Wolf 8.5 million he, he's a really good option and uh, I have to check is he a striker or is he a midfielder James? oh no he's definitely a midfielder this time around 8, 8, point, 8 point something million okay I had a, a glimmer of doubt and I thought if he would be a stri- uh, if he was a striker I wouldn't be interested in him no he's a midfielder uh, correct and that's why I think 8.5 million uh, you can look at him a risky choice would be Maxi Mittelstädt 7.1 million he's not a guarantee to start but I think Plattenhardt didn't took his chances while Mittelstädt was absent the last two games in the league and the cup. And I personally expect Mittelstädt to start uh, against Union. And then he's a decent price considered fantasy option. Yeah, no, I think those are all worthwhile picks. And I mean, I, I personally, I see Union edging it. I just feel like the emotion involved with them on home soil gives them an edge. And so, yeah. And then you add an extra time onto that with Hertha in midweek in the cup and the emotional roller coaster that that was. Uh, yeah, I just have a, I have a good feeling about Union. And I think if I were to back players from either side in the fantasy, I think I would go Union over Hertha this weekend myself. Let's move on to the Sunday fixtures. Always important for flexibility. A little easier this time out than they were last time, but not by much. The first one is Dusseldorf against Köln. For Dusseldorf, Morales, Fink and Baker are all in contention. They were 2-1 winners in the cup against our Köln meanwhile they got knocked out by Saarbrücken Verstrata though could be in contention to return and if that does happen that will likely see Hector move to left back and Katterbach dropped to the bench now this is the first meeting between the local rivals in the Bundesliga since 1996-97 season when Köln actually did a double over Dusseldorf without conceding who do we fancy in this derby though Flo? Yeah I think Dusseldorf will probably edge this one out, uh, although both squads look not really good in the last few games. But I've, like 
for Cologne, the loss at Mainz and the loss in the Cup at Saarbrücken, like there's a shockwave going through the city. I'm sure you can feel that too, James. That like everything was quite positive for a long time around the Cologne squad, and now you've got the feeling you've got the criticism of the coach for the first time. And like Timo Horn is is totally uh, falling out of favor uh, with his supporters and is uh, basically a scapegoat for everything that's going wrong with the club. And I don't think that this squad can handle that amount of pressure. It was two really bad losses in a row now going into the derby and with the atmosphere changing 180 degrees in two weeks which is what just happens with Cologne. But like Bayer Lotza, uh, the coach is getting that for the that taste for the first time uh, since he uh, arrived here. And I just think there's a lot of minuses for Cologne going into that game. And I'm not necessarily convinced that Düsseldorf will win it because they are the better team. Just I think there's a, Düsseldorf is not the quiet place, but it's more quiet than Cologne for sure. Yeah, no, I think that's a very good assessment of the current situation in the Cathedral City, because you're right, all of a sudden overnight, you know, uh, there were rumours about successes for Bayer Lotzer that popped out of nowhere. You got Armin Vey saying that he's not going to extend his contract, and now all of a sudden that's seen as a big negative in the context of everything else that has gone on. So yeah, there's a lot of turmoil surrounding Köln, but then it wouldn't be Köln if there wasn't really. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Let's talk about the other Sunday game, then potentially a better one to dip into for fantasy owners. It's Augsburg against Schalke. Now, Augsburg, they've won just one of their 16 matches against Schalke and have, in fact, won a greater proportion of matches against Bayern Munich than against Schalke, which tells you exactly how much they've struggled. So, Flo, is it a case of Schalke first this weekend when it comes to looking for a Sunday player? Yeah, for, for me, definitely. Although I think they are interesting. I mean, Terada, for instance, he came off the bench in the cup and scored, but... Like, Modest was abysmal. Uh, he got substituted out at halftime. Cordoba didn't help his cause, although he had the assist for the Tirada goal. But Tirada is by far, far and away now the striker number one at Cologne. So if you have him, you can feel safe even if you go into Düsseldorf. So that's what I wanted to touch on. Uh, and I also um, mentioned Gieselmann before. I think uh, these are a good option. And uh, if I look at the Sunday evening game, I think, yeah, of course, it's Schalke for me. Kenny, Ochipka and Darid would actually the guys I would look at and I think are um, good options. If I had the money, I would prefer Ochipka over Kenny. That's interesting. But let me talk to you about Amin Arit a little bit because, you know, he was September's player of the month in the Bundesliga. Then in October, still hasn't had a hand in a goal. Some poor performances. But you're saying that don't be too concerned yet like the bandwagon hasn't fully derailed because it looks like it's kind of going in that direction right now. Yeah, just remember what we were saying if we were uh, when we recorded during the unlimited transfers. Arid had a like tough fixtures since since that. They were traveling to Hoffenheim and then they were playing Dortmund. They haven't scored a single goal during that time, and I think that's the reason that his fantasy out has been so bad and I expect him to bounce back uh, in a spot at Augsburg was much more likely that Schalke can actually score especially since they seem to end the 
uh, let's see if if Burgstaller can can hit actually uh, Möbelwagen, as we would say in German. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's an English well, we say, we say, expression. We say Bandor, Bandor. Yeah, I think that has ended with uh, Raman scoring twice in the cup and uh, Ud having two assists in the cup. So uh, I expect actually Raman and Ud up front, and that just can help Arid if. They're players who can actually score if you give them the ball. <laughs> yeah, that, it, it does is a big help in football in general. Now, I, I do agree with you. I wanted to ask that question because I mean it was just last week that I was saying with Arit, his price tag. You've got to accept some poor performances here and there. Of course, it would be great if those poor performances weren't back to back to back, and you maybe spread them out a little bit. But their next four fixtures, starting this weekend with the trip to Augsburg, then they're at home to Dusseldorf, away to Bremen, and then on Friday night of match day thirty. They're at home to Union Berlin. So I think for the next four games, it wouldn't be a bad idea to bring a Schalke player in now and kind of leave them in there. I think there are a couple, Arit and Okchipka, top of the list that you could do that with. Anything to add on that game flow before we move on? No. Good. Then let's do our player picks, shall we? Uh, starting with the Vegas choice, who are you going for? I'm going with Eric Tommy, and I'm not 100% sure, but it might be the case that you mentioned him last week. But Yeah, I picked him last week as my Vegas choice. It didn't work out yeah. very well. <laughs> but I think this week it might, and it could have last week. But Tommy had a good performance in the Cup, and I think it's likely that he gets the starting job against Cologne. And if he does, I think for 7.8 million, he's a really good choice. The only thing you can't be certain of is his place in the starting 11. But apart from that, he's playing on a Sunday, uh, standalone fixtures, and he's got the chops to to give you 15 to 20 points if like he's on a roll. And that's what I like about every player in my squad, basically. Yeah, no, I mean, you mentioned Bellarabi and his crossing distribution earlier and it rarely reaching a teammate. Tommy seems to have a knack for finding teammates from set pieces. So if he is in the starting lineup, then he definitely can score big. And that's even if Dusseldorf don't score, if we're being honest, because he can set up shots and take them himself. Now, I've got a bit of redeeming to do because my player picks last week were absolutely abysmal. Two of them didn't play. Eric Tommy was one of them. And then Valt Vekos was my banker. And well, we all know how that turned out. So I, I've got a bit of redeeming to do, but I'm still going out outside the box with my Vegas choice uh, and I'm going for Yuya Asako. Obvious reason he's a Vegas choice but I think he's the type of player that can come back and make an immediate impact and we know the types of performances he was producing before he got injured. Now there's a reason he's a Vegas choice though but I would like to throw his name out there. How about your super schnäppchen flow? Yeah one shot no, uh, no to Asako. Kofeld said that he can choose if he wants to play but I think it's highly unlikely that he plays more than 65 minutes. Um, that's definitely, he can have a great uh, game in 65 minutes. I, I just think that's something you should consider. Um, my super snapshot is Christopher Lenz, 2 million, uh, already mentioned him. Best budget option there is. And he actually had uh, quite decent games already. And like that's more than you can expect for his price tag, to be honest. So, and a home game against Hatta. 
Hatta isn't a club that usually scores a lot of goals. So I think there's a next good performance in the book for Christopher Lenz. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that's why I'm going with an Union Berlin double up in the Super Schnäppchen. I'll throw out Robert Andrich, uh, 4.7 million midfielder, definitely involved in their attacking play. Uh, loves to have a shot on goal himself. So I think between those two, depending on which position you need to bust your budget, I don't think you can go wrong with either of the two Union players there that we've picked. How about your banker then, Flo? Yeah, I could have mentioned uh, or named this banker uh, last week, actually, because it's Andre Kramaric. And like my plan last week was to bring in him for this week and nothing has changed. 13.8 million. That's actually also you uh, you save some money if you compare him to other uh, high-priced strikers. So yeah, Kramaric is, is a lock for me uh, at home against Paderborn. And he scored in every game since he came back. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? <laughs> no, that's it. I, I really wish I'd brought in Kramaric last week instead of Veghorst, and then I would have had an extra transfer at my disposal. This week, I chickened out, though. I feel uh, your chance. big vault instead. I know, I know. Um, but I'm also going kind of straight down the middle with my banker this weekend. It's Timo Werner. We mentioned him as the other alternative up front to a Kramaric or to a Lewandowski. And I do think Timo Werner can score very big against mine. 16.5 million, though, so almost three million more than Kramaric so I, I personally will bring in, be bringing in Kramaric admittedly that's more with a view long term than just this game I think if I was picking just this game I would pro no I'd probably still go Kramaric <laughs> yeah Friday night what am I talking about of course you're making um, a great point for your bank exactly yeah exactly well, yeah. basically saying you pick the best one and here's my second best you know it's that type of thing it's that type of week but okay that will bring us to an end of this week's Talking Foosball Fantasy episode don't forget to follow us at Talking Foosball on Twitter give us a like on Facebook and if you haven't yet join the Talking Foosball Fantasy League for now from me your host James Thurgood Flo and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew Auf Wiederhören Auf Wiederhören 